How's it going, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to Harvey's Huddle. I'm your host, Jackson Harvey. I'm so excited for this time of year. I, I'm a relatively new podcast, so I haven't really been around an NFL offseason before looking at it the way I have so far uh, this offseason, but I'm really excited to be at a point where I can make some content for you every week and maybe even sometimes twice a week going forward here. So a lot of really awesome things happening. Um, if you haven't checked out my last episode, I mentioned that I I'm wanting to go through every division in the NFL and kind of predict how the season's going to end up, um, what their record could look like. And eventually towards the end of August, before the start of the regular season, try to predict how the playoff picture is going to look like and ultimately who's going to win the next Super Bowl. So, uh, a lot of great content coming out. Um, it's either going to make me rich one day or I'm going to make a giant fool out of myself. So make sure to listen in every week. Um, sometimes I might even get two episodes a week. I'm going to try to fit in two teams every episode for these kinds of things. And I'm also going to want to start maybe talking about the Canadian football league. Um, for those who are interested in that, it looks like they're going to be starting up in August here. And so I want to talk a little bit about the differences between the two leagues, um, why you should get excited about the CFL coming back, uh, and the possible CFL-XFL merger that's in the talks here between um, the CFL commissioner, Randy Ambrosi, and the XFL president, I believe that's his title, Dwayne Johnson. So take a look. Um, look out for those coming probably in July, that kind of episode about the CFL. Uh, but other than that, every week here, I'm going to be having an episode or two covering two teams each episode and how I think they're going to do some questions I have about their seasons uh, compared to last and how maybe their additions and sometimes subtractions will help them out um, this next regular season. So, our first division that we're going to take a look at is the NFC South. And I have no idea why I picked the NFC South. I originally, when I was getting ready to write up this episode, I was thinking, hey, let's do the NFC South. I asked a couple people, my brother, um, Cameron McCurdy, who is a radio host down in Utah. Um, and I asked them and they said NFC South as well. So we're all in the same brain wave here, I guess, and uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about the division where the Super Bowl champs hail from first here in this series. I want to start from the bottom up here, so we're going to go with the Atlanta Falcons first. Their record last season was 4-12, and last in the division, one of the bottom dwellers in the NFL um, last season, and of course, lots of question marks with this team lately with the news that Julio Jones is not really happy in Atlanta and is requesting a trade. It seems like he will most likely be shipped to Tennessee, although nothing's final yet. I saw something today talking about how he wants to play with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, so we'll see. 
we'll see what happens uh, in the next few weeks and depending on on if that happens and when that happens my predictions probably won't be much different here now let's talk about their offense really quick um Matt Ryan last season was sacked 41 times through the season. They also, this team ended on a five-game losing streak to end the season, which, (laughs) if you're talking about momentum, it's not a very good way to end a season, Um, and I I don't know. They, They had a lot of troubles last season, let's just put it that way. I, they had Dan Quinn being fired, um, in the early parts of 2020 and nothing really seemed to work for them, especially later on in the season. I believe they were, if I remember correctly, they were closer in some of those games, but they still weren't able to get a lot done, even with, um, a pretty decent offense on paper, and Julio Jones really wasn't very productive at all, um, and I believe he was injured for a little bit of the season last year as well, but I could be wrong about that. Um, the Falcons went out and drafted an offensive tackle in Jalen Mayfield in the third round, and, uh, Drew Dahlman, uh, center from Stanford, I believe that was in the sixth round, so Jalen Mayfield, he could be a starter here week one if he's coached up enough. Um, but from what I know about those two players in the college realm, they should be some pretty decent backups for now. Uh, should anything happen to their current offensive line. Uh, the big news though, out of the draft was of course, Kyle Pitts. Now Kyle Pitts is an absolute animal when it comes to tight end. It, Seeing some of his highlight tapes, it's just, it's mind-boggling to me to think that's a tight end. That his position is tight end, and he looks like a wide receiver. He, you're going to hear that comparison a lot. You probably already have heard that comparison a lot, but he runs route like, like a wide receiver, and he blocks like a tight end and plays every other part of the game as a tight end. It's incredible to watch, and I'm really excited to see what he can do with the Falcons. Um, Matt Ryan might be a little bit of a hindrance to this team right now, I think. I was looking at the depth chart, and right now his backup quarterback is A.J. McCarron, and the third string is some person named Felipe Franks. And I, I don't know who Felipe, Felipe Franks is at all. And I, I only know a little bit about A.J. McCarron, but that doesn't sound like a very uh, promising quarterback room going forward. So <laughs> Matt Ryan's got a lot of pressure on him, I think, this season to do well. Ever since he won the MVP in, what was that, 2016? 2016-2017 season? Um, he hasn't been the same. He hasn't been the same, and this franchise hasn't been the same ever since they gave up that lead in the Super Bowl. It's been, it's been rough. It's been rough to watch for them, and especially for Matt Ryan. I think growing up, uh, watching him play ever since he was drafted in the league, he was known as Matty Ice, this guy that is able to come through in clutch situations most of the time, and, um... 
he, he was a solid quarterback and one of the best quarterbacks in the league for years. And it's just the last few seasons, it's been rough to watch. And I'm, I'm kind of confused why the Falcons didn't try to pick up a quarterback to try to help him out um, or to try and coach up so that they could take the reins in the next couple of seasons. But teach their own. I'm not a general manager. Um, their rushing game is kind of a question mark for me as well. They've got Mike Davis um, as the quarterback one or quarterback run, running back one <laughs> right now when it comes to their depth chart. But um, it looks like they also have Corderell Peterson as well there. Uh, but I, I just I don't think it's enough. I I don't think their offensive line is going to be great for the rushing game in 2020 they were 26th in the league when it came to rushing yards and I really just don't think Mike Davis is going to be the answer here in Atlanta when it comes to the passing game I think they're going to stay about the same maybe even lower than where they are right now at the end of 2020 they were middle of the pack when it came to the passing game um, and I think they, they're either going to stay there or take a step back in my opinion. As for the Atlanta defense, uh, they were bottom dwellers when it came to defensive stats. I mean, they were last in passing yards allowed uh, with 4,697 throughout the 2020 season, almost 5,000. They were only 22nd when it came to sacks, 29. Uh, they were only twenty, or they were twenty-six when it came to passing touchdowns allowed. They allowed thirty-four, um, but they were pretty decent at stopping the run. They were sixth in rushing yards allowed, with one thousand six hundred seventy-two. Three of their draft picks, three out of the five defensive draft picks that uh, the Falcons had, went towards the secondary. They went out and got two cornerbacks and a safety, and they also got two defensive linemen, uh, Richie Grant. Uh, safety will most likely start in week one. It looks like he's starting on most of the um, depth charts that I've seen. And I think he's going to make a pretty big impact. He should be a pretty decent player for this team. Um, the defensive line also looks decent. Dante Fowler Jr. He should be okay off the edge. Um, he's kind of lost his zip a little bit over the years, but um, I think he should be okay, and this defensive line should be pretty decent. We'll see what happens. That's probably one of my question marks for this team is can this defense step up? Can the linebacking core? Like, they don't have a lot of names that really pop off the page when it comes to the linebackers, so will they be able to step up um, and prove themselves on defense? Because I really don't think they're going to be able to get it done on offense. When it comes to their win-loss, I I have them at 6-11. and 11. A little bit of a better season, I guess. Um, but not by much. I, I really don't think they're going to be fantastic, and I think they'll probably be bottom dwellers again in the NFL. Uh, probably get a top 10 draft pick, though. So there's a positive for you, I guess, Atlanta fans. Now we're going to move on to the third place team in the NFC South last season, the Carolina Panthers. Now, I'm going to be 
saying a lot of things about the Carolina Panthers that you might be thinking, why are you saying that about the Panthers right now? What, what kind of experimental drugs are you on right now? But I promise you, this Panthers team is different than the 2020 team that finished 5-11 and and third in the NFC South. They, they are going to be different this season, and I'll tell you why. Christian McCaffrey, he's back from injury, and fingers crossed he's not going to have any more injury issues. I mean, the guy cost me my fantasy uh, season last year, but that's okay. My wife won, and we still got all the prize money. Um, Christian McCaffrey's back. And I think he's going to be back for good. And he's going to be back with a vengeance. This offense was 27th when it came to passing touchdowns uh, thrown with only 16. I believe they were tied for like 29th. Um, There was three or four teams tied for 16 passing touchdowns last season. And I think that is all going to change because of the addition of Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold isn't necessarily a household name when it comes to successful offenses. They didn't use him well in New York with the Jets, in my opinion. And I think Sam Darnold is going to come in here with a Rule Brady offensive scheme. Matt Rule and Joe Brady, uh, head coach and offensive coordinator. And I think he's going to compete for the most valuable player in the NFL. I I really think that. I think with him, Robbie Anderson, you've got Chuba Hubbard as the backup running back. You have Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield. Uh, you have a pretty decent offensive line when it comes to Carolina. I think this team is going to be great, and I, I'm really excited for them. They added Brady Christensen, uh, an offensive tackle out of BYU, and, of course, Chuba Hubbard. In the draft, and I think Hubbard is going to be an amazing backup for Christian McCaffrey, uh, and especially being able to be reliable on those third down, maybe even second down plays, where um, maybe even getting them into a two back set is going to be huge with the skill set and just the the grit that Chuba Hubbard gives. Uh, shout out to Hubbard, Canadian. I'm Canadian great. It's awesome to see all these Canadians doing well in the league um, and getting spots on these rosters. Here's my prediction. Christian McCaffrey, he's going to win Comeback Player of the Year. Write it down. I Don't write it in pencil. Write it in pen. Write it in Sharpie. Write it wherever you want. He is going to win Comeback Player of the Year. He is going to lead the league in rushing by the end of the 2021 season. And he's going to post the the thousand thousand the two thousands uh, stat mark where a player has a thousand rushing yards and a thousand receiving yards. And I think Christian McCaffrey will do that this season, without a doubt. Barring any injuries, he's going to do that easily. He could even get fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred. I, I'm not, I'm not going to go that far to predict it, but he, I think he will have some an insane success this season with the Panthers. 
And I really think that this Panthers offense is going to be one of the top five scoring offenses in the entire National Football League. They are going to blow our minds. They're not going to be nearly as high scoring as the Chiefs, let's say. Um, But I think they're going to be up there in the top five scoring offenses in the NFL. On defense, it's a little bit of a different story with Carolina. Um, They were tied for 31st when it came to interceptions on defense with seven. And I think their number one draft pick, I think it was he was taken in the 8th, ninth, or 10th pick. I can't remember exactly. But I think that J.C. Horn, he's the 8th pick. I have it written down here. I need to read my notes. I think he's going to compete for the Defensive Player or Rookie of the Year award. He's going to help this team double the amount of interceptions that they will get in the regular season. And you also got A.J. Boye there. He's suspended right now. Uh, but once he comes back from suspension, J.C. Horn and A.J. Boye is going, they're going to be a pretty decent um, pair when it comes to secondaries in the NFL. Of course, Boye, he's been known to compliment some good cornerbacks through the years. I Most notably, he was opposite side, the number two guy in the Jacksonville defense in 2017 uh, when they had one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the league then. Um, he was just fantastic. So that that could be a real big boost once Boye comes back and if J.C. Horn produces the way I think he should. Uh, the big question mark on this team is their the, the play that's going to take place in the trenches. Will the offensive line be able to do enough to really help Christian McCaffrey and Chuba Hubbard and even Sam Darnold be able to get the um, momentum that they need? And will the defensive line be able to do much? I Again, much like the Falcons, I looked at the defensive line depth chart and there weren't a lot of names that really popped off the screen. So will this defensive line be able to make some make some plays and really help out the secondary so that the Panthers can make some plays and uh, win some games ultimately. Um, Sacks. Sacks are a really big question as well for the Panthers. Will they be able to get in the backfield and get to opposing quarterbacks? Uh, And I just, to be honest, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do in uh, the regular season. So, Here's hoping that they're going to be able to do a lot, and I I think they should be able to. I think there's enough coaching there, enough experience, that they should be able to be not amazing. They won't be in the top 10 in terms of uh, defensive line stats like sacks and stopping the run, but I think they're going to be middle of the pack. They'll be, they'll be average. The Carolina Panthers, though, will not be average. I think... That the Carolina Panthers will be first in the NFC South with a record of 14 and 3. I think they're gonna split the season series with the Buccaneers. They play week 16 and then week 18. I think they'll lose week 16 and win week 18. 
but I think they're going to start the season 9 and 0. I I really think they're going to win 9 games to start off this season. Listen to who they play. They play the Jets week 1. That's a win. Week 2 they beat the Saints. <laughs> uh the Saints, they're the Drew Brees isn't there. Huge question mark for me. Week 3 Texans, that's a win. Week 4 I think they're going to win a close one in Dallas. Week 5 the Eagles. I'm going to chalk that up as a win. Week 6 Vikings. I think they should be able to get it done against Minnesota. Um, especially at home. Week 7, Giants. That's a win for me. Week 8, Falcons. That's a win for me as well. And Week 9 with the Patriots. I think that's a win as well. I think Week 10, they're going to come against the Arizona Cardinals. And I think they lose a close one. Might even go to overtime. But then they they play the Washington football team Week 11. And I think they'll win that. They'll win a close one against the Dolphins in Week 12. They'll beat the Falcons again in Week 14. They'll probably lose to the Bills in Week 15, and they'll lose to the Buccaneers in Week 16, beat the Saints Week 17, and beat the Buccaneers in Week 18. But I think they're going to be one of the top four seeds in the NFC playoffs. Mark my words. Write it down. You might think I'm crazy. Let me know on Instagram. Let me know on Twitter. My Instagram handle is at Harvey's Huddle. And on Twitter, it's at Harvey underscore Huddle. Um, Let me know what you think about these two teams. Next episode, I'm going to take a shot at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. Make sure to check that out. Make sure to share this around. Um, If you think I'm crazy, tell people you think I'm crazy. If you think I'm smart, tell people you think I'm smart. If you think I'm pretty, tell people you think I'm pretty. Just do what you can. Thank you so much for listening. I do this for you guys. I'm very grateful for all of you that listen week after week. Um, And I'm excited to have this content for you regularly. Again, we're so close. Less than 100 days. Again, thank you so much. This has been Harvey's Huddle. I'm Jackson Harvey. Take care.